0: We are going to finish the Sermon on the Mount today. (laughs) Many of y'all are thinking, I don't believe you. I don't believe you, and I've got the wrong font. Shoot. You try to put all, literally, put your blocks together, build your blocks together, and I've put it on every computer, but I didn't put it on that one. I got this cool Lego font that would have looked like blocks for blocks, but. How many of you know sometimes you just, uh, you go and you plan and you get out there and something comes up and throws you off course? Can anybody relate? Anybody ever been thrown off course? Woo! Amen. Well, I am wondering if that invitation to Justin and the, uh, um, <laughs> and the uh, concert requires a female to go with him. <laughs> I I think it should. (laughs) Oh, we'll just leave that at that right there. (laughs) Can I just say you guys say it again? His mama will go. (laughs) Oh no mama's allowed on that on that trip. (laughs) <laughs> oh, me. We are going to finish the Sermon on the Mount, but I'm, I'm telling you, as I just stepped in here and as, as Elizabeth was praying, I almost hate to leave it. Um, you know, as Elizabeth was just saying, too, how she has come through some things and how the Lord is helping her, it was in November that we started this series And I know you all have heard my testimony over and over, but I was in a tough spot in November. And I believe that it was this scripture that the Lord leading me to this scripture through one of our deacons, through David Trumbly, had come and recommended the Sermon on the Mount. And I was kind of there already with the Beatitudes, but felt like the Lord just delivered me out of a hole. And I think that what he was saying is my scripture, my word works. You may say, Pastor Paul, what kind of hole could you have been in? Well, you know, let me ask you, what kind of hole are you in? And is it real? Are you really battling or are you just making it up? I wasn't making it up. In fact, I didn't really know that I was in a hole until I got in the Word of God. And I realized what a spiraling death trap I was in over my family, over my wife, And today as we end, um, I don't want you to take this lightly. I don't want this to be a church where we just come in here and have a good time and nothing changes in our life. I would rather give up the ability to grow like gangbusters and be deeply changed by God's Word and by His presence. Now, I think that we will grow. I think that we will have true growth. God grows by multiplying by adding, by the thousands. I believe that we can grow, but I don't want to grow the wrong way. And I believe I was growing the wrong way. I believe I was going the wrong way. I wasn't in sin. I wasn't out here, uh, you know, gambling our nest egg away and drunk in bars all the time and sleeping around. I wasn't doing that, but I was on the wrong track. How many of you know you can be on the wrong track? You can make everybody think you're on the right one. Well, I want to be a church that, that's not perfect, that doesn't have it all together, but we are trying to get on the right track. We are trying to be the fathers that we're supposed to be. We're trying to be the men that we're supposed to be. We're trying to be the women that we're supposed to be. We're trying to be the students and the kids that we're supposed to be. We are trying to do God's Word. That's what I want for Church on the Hill. That's what God has called me to do, is to follow Him. That's what God has called Church on the Hill to do, is to follow His Son and to follow His Word. And whatever wants to come with that, so be it. And that we not miss it. And as I was reviewing, because today is just going to be a big review with the exception of the last Scripture, Matthew seven twenty-eight and 29. It's just going to be a review of what all we've gone over. And it really stirred me up again as I went through all these points. And how easy it is to dismiss them and to forget about them. And we can't. We can't let our guard down with one another, in fellowship with one another, in our marriages, in our families, with our children. And I want to encourage you. Stay here in Matthew 7, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. For the rest of your life, follow Christ's words doesn't mean we don't dive into some other areas starting next Sunday we're going to dive into a new series on worship you may say pastor Paul why worship well David Tremblay of all people came back to me and said where are we going next and I said oh no where do you think we should go and he didn't say said I already have an idea he said good I'm not here to tell you what to preach and my deacons don't do that but he did come in to say okay I'm excited where are we going and I said well our identity at church on the hill is worship If you don't know that about us, if you haven't already noticed, we do a lot of music. We do loud music. We do music that will make you cry. We do music that will make you run and shout and dance and kneel and lay down and express. Well, that's not music. That's worship. And we are a worshiping church. So I want you to get excited about Church on the Hill for who we are. Not be embarrassed. Oh, man, if you're coming to our church, get ready for the music. No, get ready for the music. Get ready for God to impact your life. You're going to come in here and you're going to get impacted. You may cry. You may laugh. I don't know what you're going to do. It's not my problem. i got my own set of issues. God, what am I going to do today? Am I going to cry? Am I going to laugh? What am I going to do? But I know I'm going to change. I know that as I worship the Lord, I'm going to move. He's going to move me. Don't dismiss your change. You are to change. Church on the Hill, we should not be the same church next week that we are this week. We should be different. We should be transforming. The transforming church. Amen? All right. Y'all stand up with me, and let's go over this first scripture together. Very short. I know y'all have been standing up a long time. That's another thing we do. We stand. (laughs) Let's read together. And so it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you, Lord, just ready to be changed ready to move. We are here to say that we do not have it all together, and we are here to receive from you. Holy Spirit, we desire a move of God in our hearts. We desire um, revelation. We desire um, revival in our hearts. Start in our hearts. Let revival start today. Revive our hearts, Lord. Do scriptural CPR on us today and revive our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Matthew 7. Jesus ended his sayings. He's, he's, uh, he's closing. You ever heard the pastor say, okay, I'm, now as I move into my closing. Jesus is closing, and the people are astonished. How many of you over the last year, at some point, not by my preaching, but by Jesus' word, have been astonished? His word astonishes me. His word takes me, it it, it recovers me, it restores me, it revitalizes me. That's what His word does. The people were astonished at His teaching, for He taught with them as someone having authority, not as the scribes. Jesus taught in His own name with authority with his own authority, which did not sound like the scribes. It did not sound like the worldly teachers, even the religious teachers. Jesus did not sound like them. Why? Scripture tells us his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So for us to come in here and assume we know everything, we've already missed it. We don't know everything. We don't know his thoughts. His thoughts aren't our thoughts. We need his thoughts. We need him to give us our thoughts, his thoughts. That's what releasing these treasures, these heavenly treasures. God has these heavenly treasures for us to come and receive when we go after him. So to think, I got it all together, man. Everything's good. Let's just go hear a good sermon this morning. No, God's got a heavenly treasure for me today. What is it, the Lord? Because I need it. I need to grow. I need breakthrough. Does anybody here need breakthrough? Okay, then you need God. Come in here and acknowledge that you need God. Don't just sit through a service. Come in here saying, God, I need you. I need breakthrough. I don't know how I'm going to get it in this one-hour service, but I ask for it anyway. The Lord says, okay, that's a good start. We'll start with this one hour, and then we'll start to grow from there. He taught with one having authority. This word authority is the Greek word excusia. Excusia. It sounds like excuse me. And I may be saying it wrong, but anyway, Greek. And in Mark 3.15, it's the same word translated for power. As one having power. He taught them as one having power. This word authority means the right to act, the ability, the privilege, the capacity, the delegated authority. Jesus had the excusia, the power, the authority to forgive sin, to heal sickness, to cast out devils. And Jesus gave his followers authority. He didn't just give anyone authority. He gave his followers authority. What kind of authority did he give us as followers? He gave us power. He gave us authority to preach. He gave us authority to teach. He gave us authority to heal. He gave us authority to deliver. And that authority has never been taken away. Never. You may say, Pastor, I'm a brand new Christian. You have that authority. I believe that you can spread the word to those that are around you better than I can to those that are around you. God's called you to deliver that message. Man, I can't even imagine trying to give that message. Don't. Just give it. Give it the best that you can. But give it. Sometimes preachers get too preachy, get too religious. People don't listen. They listen to you, your words, the way you talk. We've been, to, we've been uh, having some funny discussions around our household about being country and how we got country ways of talking. Well, you go to somebody that's country and not talk country, they won't hardly listen to you. You got to talk country to them. Ain't that right? <laughs> y'all, understand, y'all understand that, right? you got to talk their language. You talk their language. The people that you're around, you talk their language. They will listen to you. They may never come in the church. You know what? In order to get Jesus, they don't have to come into the church. The church goes to them. We got this all backwards. Hey, come to church. No, take church to them. Take church to them you're the church. John 14, 12 says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Who will? He who believes. He will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Are we, do we have the authority to do what Jesus did here on the earth? And more. And more. And all that qualifies you is that you believe and that you follow. I don't know that you realize what kind of power shows up at your work when you show up. But we leave that battery full and never release that battery into your workplace. You're this battery. You're this powerhouse ready to be released. And when you run out, you just fill back up. Scripture tells us to be filled with the Spirit. Why? Because we should be pouring it out. Then we come back and get filled. We don't have to wait three hours to have our batteries charged. We don't have to have an outlet in our car to go plug back up and get charged back up. We have the authority when we are true followers of Christ because he said so. And there is power in the name of Jesus. And there is power in the blood of Jesus. And I want you to know I am covered in the blood of Jesus. And I believe that with all my heart. And I have access to the blood of Jesus. I have access to the power of Jesus. I have access to the name of Jesus. But I have to release it. I have to take Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, and I have to do it. When I do Matthew 5, 6, and 7, power is released from me. Have you ever been a part of a group project where you have a leader who doesn't know what he's doing? Have you ever been a part of a group project where you have a leader that doesn't know what he's doing and you don't realize he doesn't know what he's doing? And you're following and you're following and you're following. And then all of a sudden, you wind up lost. No way of getting back. You're gone. And what kind of feeling does that give you? Have you ever been a part of a group project where you're working with someone that does know what they're doing? And how easy it is to get on board and to support and to go and to be excited and to be encouraged and to have success? And then you have challenges, and they know how to handle the challenges, get you right back on track. That is an awesome feeling. I love working with people that know what they're doing. I love that. I say all this because we need a master builder the one who is perfect in plan, the one who is perfect in provision, perfect in authority. perfect in timing, perfect in ability, perfect in it all. And his name is Jesus. His teaching is the perfect instruction for a victorious life. His instruction is... Per, is his teaching is the perfect instruction for a victorious marriage, for victorious finances, for victorious children, for a victorious job, for a victorious everything. That's how good his instruction is. And you won't finish the instructions and have a bunch of pieces left over that you don't know where they go. Do you have a cup full of those? No, I don't believe you. You throw them away. Thank you. That's where they should go because they're useless. Have you ever done a, put, a, put a project together and you got extra stuff left over? And you hide them from your wife to not let her know you have extra things left over? How'd it go? Great. <laughs> everything Everything found a place. You know, his teaching isn't just instruction. It's life. It's power. It's direction. It's the will of the Father, which in turn opens and shuts doors, brings favor, brings timing, brings harvest, brings blessing. Somebody say amen. When we follow his instruction, things line up to bless us. Wisdom comes. The timing for what you need comes. The provision comes. It just gets in line. God is looking over his word so that he can perform it. Scripture says he's watching over you to see who will use his word because those that will, he will make sure he performs it. So when I start to follow his word, God starts to command things to come in line with my life. And I don't have to worry about it. He tells us in Matthew chapter 7, don't worry. I got it. You just just follow my word. The worry doesn't even have to come. You can know I've got your back. I get excited I get excited because when I follow his word, the supernatural kicks in. Why? Because his word is Jesus. When I walk out his word, you know what I'm walking with? I am walking with Jesus Christ himself. And there is nothing that can take me down. Nothing. Not depression, not rejection, no demon in hell, no financial crisis, no financial cliff, nothing. Nothing. No sin. No lustful spirit, no pornographic spirit, no gambling spirit, no alcohol, no uh, addictive spirit. Nothing can overcome me. Nothing. Without him, Everything can, and it's easy. I'm an easy target without Him. You think you're strong? You're not strong. You're not. Without Christ, you're nothing. You can be blown over by the easiest breeze. That was me. The easiest breeze could take me out. With Christ, nothing can. Do you hear me? This is life and death. I know this is fun. I know this feels good. This is life and death. Balcony, I'm sorry, I've not been looking at y'all. This is life and death. This is victory and failure. All right, let's build some blocks and let's close. Goodness gracious. Oops. here we go real quick what are the building blocks what has Jesus taught us to build on remember now he is the authority he is the master builder I'm going to fly through these because I want to let you I want to let you guys go everybody say amen, amen. all right never got a good amen except when you tell him you're going to let him go beatitudes you remember poor in spirit what does that mean we need God Number two, those that mourn, those that still care about their sin. Do you care about what you're failing at? Do you care about where you're struggling? You need to care. You need to care enough to stop. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Build your blocks, church. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Are you hungry for the right things? Blessed are those who are merciful, for they will receive Who needs mercy? Mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers, not the war makers. The peacemakers, husbands, wives, peacemakers. Making the peace. I don't remember how it goes, but anyway, there's a dance that goes with that. Blessed are the persecuted. Sorry, that was terrible. (laughs) My wife is such an encourager. She says, just stop. Just move on. Salt and light. You should be different. When you show up at work, you are light. You are not darkness. You are light. Say, I am light. Now, go and be light. Get in the Word and walk it out and be different when you get to work. Start praying for your boss. Start praying that that company does well and that your boss does well and that you have favor with him or with her. Start praying for those that are over you. God will turn their hearts. He'll turn your heart. He'll put you in a new job. He'll make that job great, or he'll increase you in that job. He will move. Remember the temptations? Murder, adultery, divorce, oaths, love. I can't go too fast here. Um, We are to work on our anger. Do you have an anger problem? We, as followers of Christ, work on our anger. And everybody said? We reconcile with our brother. We agree with our adversaries quickly. We don't commit adultery. And we work on our lustful heart. We value and work hard at our marriages. Everybody say amen. We value and we work hard at our marriages. A good marriage doesn't just happen. It is worked hard for. It comes with blood, sweat, and tears. It comes. It is hard work, but it is worth it. It is so good. We don't make oaths. Our yes means yes, and our no means no. We go the second mile. We're more than the world requires, and we turn their cheek when someone wrongs us. We, don't, we work on loving our enemy. We bless those that curse us. We do good to them, and we pray for them. Don't forget, that's what we do. That one's an easy one to miss. We pray for our enemy. We do good to them. When we do something charitable, we don't sound the trumpet. God rewards us. When we pray, we pray according to Jesus' prayer. Do you remember? Our Father who art in heaven. The Lord's prayer is right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. Why? Because Jesus is teaching you how to pray. Amen. Thank you. Come on. I want to finish on a on a high note. When we fast, not if we fast, when we fast, we fast in secret. We lay up treasures in heaven, not worldly treasures. Man, can you remember? God is our master, not money. Worry doesn't control our life. God is in control, which brings peace. We don't judge unrighteously, and we're not judgmental. We deal with the plank in our own eye instead of focusing on others' problems. We deal with our own problems. Say that with me. We deal with our own problems. We deal with our own problems. That will take you so far. We ask and we keep on asking. We knock and we keep on knocking. We seek and we keep on seeking. We don't hit a dead end and give up. We keep asking. We keep knocking. We keep seeking. We don't go the wide popular way. We go the narrow way which leads to life. We know how to identify our uh, uh, wolf and sheep's clothing by their fruit, not by our feelings. We know that only those who do the will of the Father shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Church, do you hear that? The only ones that enter the kingdom of heaven are those that do the will of the Father, not those that think they're a good person. Life and death. There are people sitting in the church that have been in the church the whole life that is not doing the will of the Father. When we cry out, Lord, Lord, the Lord knows us. Those that follow Jesus' teaching, when we cry out, Lord, Lord, the Lord knows us. And finally, we seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. That's what we do. That's what we should do. He is a master builder. And he has given us all of the materials. We've got all of the materials laid out before us. And the Lord says, here they are. Get to building. He says, I'm not going to build it for you. We do the building. He has done it all. He has paid it all. Jesus paid it all. Now we have to follow. We have to follow his instruction. We have to follow his word. We have to follow his spirit. When we follow his word, when we follow his instruction, when we follow his spirit, and I cry out to the Lord, he hears me. He rescues me. He provides for me. He looks out for me. I have a future and a plan. He has a plan for me. Church, this is not to where we need to have a division between the congregation and the pastor. This is for you. This is for you. Will you get up and walk? Will you get up and walk? Husbands, will you get up and walk worthy of the Lord? Wives, will you get up and walk worthy of the Lord? Your circumstances have nothing to do with it. Your past has nothing to do with it. You have a brand new right now. Your whole future is in front of you. Victory is in front of you. It's time to walk in victory. Amen? Amen. Y'all stand up with me. Quentin, I haven't asked you to, but Quentin, will you come up and play with me? Play with me. Father, Lord, I am in desperate need of your move. And Lord, I know how to get you to move. I obey your word. I follow you. If I follow you, Lord, you move. You have to. You're watching over your word, waiting to perform it. You've promised me that if I would follow you, you would move. Lord, Church on the Hill needs a move of God desperately. We need you corporately, we need you individually. We need you over our marriages. We need you over our children. We need you over our finances. We need you over our jobs. We need you desperately. We need you over our health. Can I ask you one last time, make a commitment to follow Jesus. Would you make a commitment today? Just out of your mouth, just say, I will follow you, Jesus. Have you ever made that commitment for the first time? I encourage you, do it today. Have you made that commitment and you've turned from it? Turn back. I will follow you, Jesus. I will get in your word and I will learn your word and I will follow your word. I will obey your word. Father, in Jesus' name, we just ask for a miracle at Church on the Hill. A miracle over our city. A miracle over our nation but Lord start right here in every individual's heart will you make a change Holy Spirit I just give you the right to come and to fill us you are welcome in this place Holy Spirit and we ask forgiveness for when we have rejected you Holy Spirit as a church and individually I just take authority that the Lord has given me over you as your pastor, that we invite the Holy Spirit to have free reign in our hearts, have free reign in our worship, have free reign in our church. And God, I command that the purpose and plan over Church on the Hill, the purpose and plan of God over Church on the Hill be released and be followed that my deacons, that their wives, that our leadership would make a commitment to follow the word of God for this church. Thank you, Lord. I thank you. You're going to give us breakthrough. I thank you that you're going to give our city breakthrough because we're going to change our city. I thank you that you're going to recover and restore our nation. Just this small size of a congregation is enough to save a nation. Thank you, Lord. We will change. And we will move towards you. Thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want those that are praying with me to come on down here. uh, And we want to just open up the altar for just a moment. If you need prayer for any reason, if you want to give your heart to Christ, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, whatever need you have, come down here and let us pray for you. In Jesus' name, amen.